Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Like chickens with our head cut off. I was trying to close the blinds before we got on the air. Maybe I still can. What's up, everybody? That tells you exactly how my Monday is going. Uh, it's actually been pretty good. So uh, here we are coming to you live from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. I don't even know which side of the table I'm on. Neither of these guys in the back, but here we are. <laughs> Hope you're having a great start to your week. Uh, ton to get to today. Monday slate, as it always is. A wide variety of news, but maybe not of the uh, format that you've been used to. It's been pretty much nothing but football and basketball comings and goings. Uh, we have a few of those, but mostly uh, other stuff to talk about. Uh, in a wide-ranging, as we're going to call it today, Montana Sports Hour. Uh, usually it's the either Montana Football Hour to start your week here on Nuanas Now or the Montana Basketball Hour, where we are going to talk some lacrosse. The national tournament started today for both Montana and Montana State. One team remains alive. One team is coming home already uh, after the first round. We also had the... Uh, the awardings of the Little Sullivan Awards over the weekend. Little Sullivan Award, the Montana AAU, Amateur Athletic Union, gave their uh, awards over the weekend. And uh, a couple former Bobcats, I guess one current Bobcat, one former Bobcat, uh, take home the awards. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. 
Uh, Isaiah Fonse on the move again. Where is the record-setting former Bobcat running back headed? Isaiah Kerr on the move now. A uh, highly recruited and highly touted Grizz guard. Uh, He entered the portal earlier today. Uh, I, I will say this. We only have one guest today. Very excited to catch up with Josh Hustis, one of the great basketball players to ever come out of the state of Montana. A guy who was uh, a star at Great Falls CMR and went on to play at Stanford, was the Pac-12 Player of the Year. Uh, and to my knowledge, I believe uh, one of only two first-round draft picks ever that came out of Montana, Wayne Estes, the other one. But Josh Hustis was a first-round draft pick in the NBA out of Great Falls uh, by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He played professionally for the last decade or so, and now he's back in Montana. He's got his own foundation, the Josh Houston's Foundation. He's working uh, as a youth basketball coach, and he's putting on a really cool event in Helena later on this month, the Montana Elite Invitational. This is going to be a feature of about 50 of the top boys and girls high school basketball players around the state. The coolest part about this is he and his foundation, Josh Eustis and his foundation, have raised all the money for this. So all these young people that are going to get to go to the showcase are going to be able to do it for free. So there's no barrier of entry here when it comes to the economic requirement for this. And there's going to be coaches and scouts and recruiters on hand from dozens of basketball programs from across uh, the region so it's really cool, and I, I hope this gains some traction. So uh, Josh will swing by and uh, catch up on him, what he's been doing, what he's been up to, and uh, about this new event coming up. It is on May 29th uh, from Carroll College in Helena. So Josh Eustace, an uh, all-time great Montana athlete, joining us here about 4.30. And uh, then we'll tell you a little bit about the rosters for the MEI as well to round out the first hour of today's show. Hour number two... We're going to play some NBA blindside because it's that time of year. The NBA playoffs is rolling. Uh, and we're also going to talk some Montana Football Hall of Fame. The Montana Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony coming up in June, June 24th to be specific, at the Billings Hotel uh, and Convention Center. Uh, I spent the weekend writing the bios for this. It is an absolute bear. It is uh, an unbelievable amount of work, and I can't tell you how much I enjoy it. It's so, so fun. Um, the reason it is a bear is just because writing a story about somebody's entire life and all that they've accomplished is uh, is a large task. Uh, even for some of the, you know, quote-unquote younger inductees, guys like Mike Person and, and Colt Anderson, they're both you know around my age, both of them just in their mid-30s. But they've just accomplished so much to this point. There's so much to the stories. So there's just a lot of, of uh, reporting and work that goes into these. But it's also just incredibly fun. And, you know, it's the, it's the stories, you know, I try to do my best anytime I'm ever going to put a piece of, of writing out there for the world to read. But these are exceptionally important because this is like the archiving of history. I mean, these stories are going to go into the archive at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. They're a part of the display. Uh, they're on full display at the banquet every year in the program. So these are, you know, really well-read important stories. Uh, on the flip side of it, though, you know, there's a lot of, of stuff that goes into the world of journalism where it is challenging, it is hard, it is uh, sometimes you're dealing with controversial things, sometimes you're dealing with you know, trying to remain unbiased and balanced and equitable and all that sort of stuff. Uh, these bios, you know, I mean, 
This is, these are all about these guys and how great they have been, what great represent, representatives of the state of Montana that they've been. Uh, so we'll keep telling about the Montana Football Hall of Fame. We're going to learn about a couple of our inductees this year that I'm not writing bios from. I'm sure pretty much everybody that's listening to this show, you know Mike Person, Glenn Dive's finest, All-American at Montana State, went on to play nine seasons in the NFL. I, I, I would be shocked if there's anybody listening to this show that doesn't know who Colt Anderson is. I mean, he is certainly one of the most famous, well-revered uh, Montanans of the modern era for sure. You know, one of Butte America's favorite sons, a guy who played nine seasons in the NFL, a guy who has constantly and consistently come back to the state of Montana and done kids' camps and fundraisers, and he helped coach at Butte High School for a couple of years, and, you know, just all around one of the best guys that has truly ever played for the Grizz and uh, has ever come out of Montana. But there's also some other guys that maybe you haven't heard of, so we're going to learn about a couple of those guys, a history lesson-type conversation uh, about the Montana Football Hall of Fame uh, in hour number two as well. So there you go. That's the lay of the land on today's show. Appreciate you being here. I'm Coulter Nuanez. This is Nuanez now coming to you live from the ESPN MT studio here at uh, the Missoula Broadcasting Company. You want to stream the show, you always can on the ESPN MT app. And you always can on our station website as well, 1029ESPN.com. When you get there, just click on Listen Live and you'll find the link to the live stream. And if you want to be a part of the show, you certainly always can as well. Uh, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Let's dive into the Montana Sports Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montanans for more than six decades. With their expanding high-capacity fiber networks and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers now have access to the latest and most innovative technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for you, visit goblackfoot.com. First of all, I spent the weekend, my birthday weekend, out at uh, one of my favorite places. Yeah, well, first of all, we had a phenomenal dinner on Friday night. Uh, loved it. Uh, appreciate my buddies that came. And uh, Scotty's Table is just the best. It's just the best restaurant in Missoula. I, 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 there's a lot of great places to eat in Missoula. Scotty's Table is certainly one of the better ones, if not one of my favorites. So, uh, that was awesome. Felt very uh, filled with gratitude and love and joy. And uh, then Saturday, went and played golf in a hurricane. <laughs> it actually wasn't as bad. It was only bad for a couple, uh, probably about an hour of the four hours we were on the course. But a Candy River Golf Club, pristine, immaculate conditions. The greens are in early season. Uh, for early season, they're in as good a form as I have seen them since I've been consistently playing out there as sort of a pseudo-member. The, the Greens are in mid-season form, even though they've, they've only been open for a couple weeks uh, out there in East Missoula. I will say that course is challenging. Every golf course is challenging. Golf's just the hardest sport in the world. It's just so crazy how hard it is to master it. But uh, Cannon River is challenging, but when the wind's blowing, it gets 10 times harder. <laughs> the back nine, it, when the wind's blowing, makes it so hard because sometimes the crosswinds there in the canyon, if you've been out there on the backside... Uh, the the back nine is elevated, and so the wind blows right through the Hellgate Canyon. There's a couple elevated par threes. If the wind is not blowing, they're very simple holes. You just, you know, you hit an eight iron, and there you go. You go putt a couple times, get yourself your par, you're off. When the wind's blowing side to side, good luck, man. Good luck. That ball is gone if you hit it too high. <laughs> so certainly a challenging conditions, but I will say 
uh, in my obsession and pursuit to try to become, you know, an actually functionally good golfer. I, I would deem myself as uh, okay. I'm probably better than most of you, but not nearly as good as any of the ones that are actually good. <laughs> but I, I continue my pursuit, and uh, I was I was rolling on the front nine. It, it was cold. I was wearing my beanie. My hands were freezing. I'm wearing two jackets, but it didn't matter. Eight straight pars to start my round on uh, on Saturday. I'm feeling great. Uh, then I airmail my approach shot on nine, which is a par five, right into the back bunker. I get up and down out of the bunker, but it's a bogey. Okay, that's fine. Front front nine thirty seven. I'll take it all day. I think that's the best front nine I've ever shot out there. I've, I've broken forty many times at Katy, but almost always on the back. Usually, it takes me a few holes to get going, and then I get hot. I was hot early. Get a bogey on uh, on nine. Well, then I hit like a three hundred yard drive right down the middle on ten. And what do I do? I completely chunk my approach shot. Then I chunk my chip, and then I three putt. So I'm double bogey. Then I hit it in the bunker on the uh, on the left side of the fairway on 11, and then we're off and running. And then I'm just double bogey, bogey, double bogey, bogey. Finally pulled it together, got some pars on the back as well. Ended up with 12 pars, no birdies, missed four really good looks for birdie, and I'm sitting there at 81. I, it's because it happened on the front. Like, if I would have shot a 40 on the front, then I'm going to go get 36 on the back. I'm feeling good. 37 on the back, whatever it might be. But I had the. I was sitting there dreaming of my 74, and instead I shot a 44 on the back. It just completely screwed up my entire round. <laughs> and there we are, sitting at 81, which is exactly what my handicap is. And I didn't play any better, even though it was my birthday. Oh, man, the rigors of golf. That's all to say our great friends at Canyon River, one of the best places to play in Missoula, pristine public course. They have new golf carts again. The golf carts still have the awesome shark experience, which is going to give you a GPS of the whole course, take you around, give you your approach views, where all the hazards are, the sand traps, all that sort of stuff. The greens are rolling. The course is in phenomenal shape. And uh, it is definitely one of the premier uh, public courses in the state of Montana. So go check out Canyon River Golf Club out there uh, in uh, East Missoula. I was going to readdress some of the texts you guys have been sending in, 406 888 We've had a continued conversation about uh, the prospects of the future when it comes to Montana and Montana State. What conference, or more specifically, what conference partners are the ideal future partners for Montana and Montana State? I, I am, as somebody that's covered the Big Sky Conference now for 17 years, or somebody that has a great love for the Big Sky Conference, I think the writing's on the wall. I think there needs to be a, a new version of the Big Sky Conference at the least, or the Bobcats and the Grizzlies need to leave the Big Sky Conference at the most. So we've been talking about all the pros and cons of all that. We've talked about it four different times on this show already over the last week and a half or so. We've gotten more engagement in this conversation than anything that we've ever talked about around here. I mean, during football season, you guys are relentless, <laughs> and, and you have something to say about everything. But uh, in terms of, you know, just mid-spring conversation time, we've got a ton of engagement. So keep the engagement coming in. I was going to read some of them off my phone, but I, I don't seem to have brought my phone in the studio. So don't worry. We still have an hour and 45 minutes left. So I will read some of the texts we received on that talking point uh, from over the weekend. The Montana Sports Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Here's what's going on, though. Uh in terms of the stuff that is in season. We have been covering pretty prevalently Grizz and Collegiate Lacrosse uh, here in the state of Montana. 
Tucker Sargent, uh, a good friend of mine. I think that's no secret. Uh, Tuck and I have known each other since back in our college days. And uh, he's the head coach now of the Grizzly Cross team. He also is a former co-host of this show and is actually kind of one of the entry points to me standing here before you doing this radio show. Um, Tucker and the Grizzly Cross team had an outstanding season this year. They, They won 17 games. They played, I think, unquestionably the hardest schedule in the United States of America. I think they ended up playing, by the time today's um, first-round national tournament game played out, I think that was their 13th team they've played in the top 20 of the rankings in MCLA Division II. But Montana's season comes to an abrupt end. The Grizz drew the four-seed as the PNCLL champion for the second year in a row. And uh, the Grizz hit a brick wall. They, they lost to one of the hottest teams in the country, Air Force, 16-14. to 14. This was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Air Force was up 9-8 to eight at halftime. Montana took a 13-12 to 12 lead into the fourth quarter. It was 14-14 to 14 with just a couple minutes left to play. But Air Force gets two late goals, and Montana's season ends in heartbreaking fashion. Air Force ousts the fourth-seeded Grizzlies 16-14. to 14. So, um... In terms of analyzing this, I mean, my perspective on on this is is uh, maybe different than you maybe think. Um, I do think that hockey is very much like lacrosse for a couple. Or, or excuse me, lacrosse is very much like hockey, and, and hockey is very much like lacrosse. The the, the parallels. It, it's not just sort of the the spacing, the spacing, and the player movement, and the way that you know passing works. The triangles you want to play with to to move the puck and or the ball. But I think the other two factors are, one, I think that they're probably the two highest, uh, the, the two sports with the highest element of chance. Because when you attack the goal, like, like in basketball, when Michael Jordan shoots his 18-foot turnaround fadeaway, if, if his jump and his release at the top of his jump shot are perfect, there's nothing you can do as a defensive player. You, you can poke him in the eye with your closeout, and he's still going to hit that shot. Outstanding offense in basketball outweighs outstanding defense always. And that's why there's this misperception that they don't play defense in the NBA because the offense is just so good. Like, if Kevin Durant shoots his shot correctly, it's a matter of if he makes it or misses it. You are not influencing that hardly at all. He's just too good of a shooter. He's too big. His release point's too high. So there's not as much, there's, there's very actually little element of chance in basketball. Baseball, you know, it doesn't even matter if you throw 97 miles per hour. Somebody can make contact with that, boom, they're going yard. There's just, you you can, the minuscule amount that it would take to score a goal in either lacrosse or hockey, it's so minimal that sometimes it's just a split second of chance that influences it. The other big parallel, though, is when it comes to single elimination tournaments, sometimes your body of work, a lot of times, in fact, your body of work is irrelevant. It's how you're playing at this exact moment. And the Grizz won 17 out of 19 during the regular season. So they were playing well for the duration of it. And uh, But Air Force has been playing the best of anybody in the country the last couple of weeks. They The Air Force Academy is in the Rocky Mountain uh, Collegiate Lacrosse League. And they ran through that league's tournament, including beating Montana State, who was the heavy favorite to win that league. Air Force ousted the Cats in the championship game. So Air Force took a ton of momentum into the national tournament. 
Tucker Sergeant Grizzly Lacrosse head coach said last week on this show he thought Air Force was uh, grossly underseated and uh, thought it was a really tough draw. But he also acknowledged, hey, everybody in this bracket is going to be a top 16 team. So, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And so he totally understood the challenge. I guess what I'm getting at is that I think the Grizz should... It's obviously hard and heartbreaking to lose, especially in the first round when you had true, you know, national championship hopes or having a, having hopes of making a run in this tournament. The Grizz did it last year. But last year, the Grizz were that sort of hot surprise team. I think they were 12th in the country coming into the postseason. Then they beat number one ranked College of Idaho in the PNCLL championship game. And then they knocked off a couple more opponents to get to the final four. Well, this year, the Grizz had more of a target on their backs. After that Final Four run, they were ranked in the top six all year long. They get the four seed, but they suffer a first-round upset in the first round of the tournament. Montana State remains alive. The Cats are the sixth seed. They defeated number 11, UC San Diego, 16-8 to today. Rhode Island, the number one team in the country, they looked like it again today. They drilled North Dakota State 20-8. to Number two, Cal State San Marcos, which is one of only two teams to beat Montana this year, the other one being Montana State. Uh, Cal State San Marcos cruised past Minnesota Duluth 11-6 as well. That was the two-seed uh, two versus the 15-seed. Third-seeded St. Thomas, who's won seven out of the last nine MCLA Division II National Championships. They beat Florida Atlantic 13-6. Dayton beat Kennesaw State in the 9-8 matchup 15-9. Number seven, Grand Valley State beat number 10, Florida Gulf Coast 11-7. And the other upset in this tournament so far... Number 12, Charlotte, beat number 5, Missouri State. So that means Air Force, who beat Montana, gets Charlotte. So that's a 13-12 in the second round uh, of this deal. And uh, the Cats, they advanced to play St. Thomas. So St. Thomas has already defeated Montana State so far this year. The Grizz defeated St. Thomas earlier this year. So uh, round and round we go. I guess the whole point is that uh, the Grizz had a phenomenal year. The Cats are still in the midst of a phenomenal year. And College Lacrosse in the state of Montana is alive and well. This is the Montana Sports Hour, taking you around the wide world of sports here in the Treasure State uh, on your Monday. Do this the first hour of every Monday show. It's probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for you and your small business, visit goblackfoot.com. Other news briefs from the weekend. Duncan Hamilton. Well, uh, the the awards just keep on coming for this young man. Uh, not only did he run the the uh, third fastest mile in the United States of America in his final outdoor track meet uh, of his Bobcat career, uh, he also takes home the Little Sullivan Awards. That's the second straight Montana State athlete to win the Montana Little Sullivan Award. The Little Sullivan Award, for those unfamiliar, honors athletes who display athletic excellence, leadership, characteristic or excuse me, character, sportsmanship, and ideals of amateurism. So this is the top male and the top female amateur athlete in the state of Montana each year. The male winner, Duncan Hamilton, uh, second year in a row, Montana State person has won that. Troy Anderson was the Little Sullivan Award winner last year. The female winner for the Little Sullivan Awards, Cola Badbear, Montana State uh, women's basketball star. We told you about, I mean, Hamilton's exploits are unbelievable. He, I think he's qualified now for eight different national championship meets. He's competed in the United States Olympic trials. Uh, he has smashed school records across the board, whether it's an indoor track, outdoor track, cross country. 
Montana State has phenomenal distance running lineage. Uh, when the Big Sky Conference did its um, 50 greatest athletes of all time during its 50th anniversary celebration that, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, Shannon Butler was one of the, the I think I think he was fourth all time in the greatest athletes in the history of the Big Sky Conference. It seemed like no one was ever going to challenge Shannon Butler's distance running legacy at Montana State. And then a young man from Bozeman, Montana comes along, and he does it. So, you know, I talk about this kid a lot on the show. I don't really know what else to say, except for that I just really, really hope that people understand that there's only a few people in Montana and from Montana that are truly competing on the world stage. And Duggan Hamilton's the best of all of them. He really is. I think if you were truly to dissect the metrics, I think that the only other person that could be in the conversation in terms of elite at their sport on a world level is Catherine Burkoff from Missoula. Uh, a Hellgate alum who's swimming at North Carolina State who's an Olympic hopeful in, uh, in the backstroke. That's it. I mean, Duncan Doug Hamilton's truly running world-class times in multiple events. So I, I hope we can appreciate it because it's only going to last uh, a little while longer. Cole Badbear, certainly one of our favorites. Uh, she is a proud member of the Crow Indian tribe and uh, grew up in Pryor on the Crow Reservation before moving to Billings. She was a standout player at Billings Senior uh, suffered a horrible knee injury in high school, uh, but came all the way back from that to have a, a storied career at Montana State. She contributed on three different 20-win teams there at MSU. She was a multiple-time All-Big Sky selection, and she was just the heart and soul of the Bobcat women's basketball team. She also, though, took a stand and represented something much bigger than herself. Even just representing for her native people uh, at Montana State is, is a, a huge task that comes with a ton of pressure. But she also then became a spokesman for the uh, Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women Initiative uh, about human trafficking, specifically of women, on uh, of Native American women from Montana Indian reservations. To take all that on, to be the spokesperson for that, uh, but also just to be such a great spokesperson for MSU women's basketball and just Montana State University in general, it's amazing. She's, she's one of the most cheerful uh, people we've ever covered. I mean, her her energy is just so um, effusive and positive. Y- you can't help but just smile being around her because she's just such a nice, friendly person. And so uh, she's certainly well-deserving uh, of this award. A couple more pieces of news here uh, before we have to go because Josh Hustis, Great Falls CMR product, one of the great basketball players to ever come out of the state of Montana, Stanford alum and a former NBA player uh, is joining us soon. Uh, Isaiah Fonse, Back into the portal and back out of the portal. The all-time leading rusher at Montana State University left the Cats high and dry in a unexpected move into the portal. Then even more unexpected, he reemerged as <laughs> as a commitment to San, San Jose State. Uh, nobody really thought that was where he was going to go. Uh, I don't really know what happened. I don't really know if anybody ever will. Uh, he was at San Jose State for a couple months. Uh, everything I was reading was that he was in the mix at running back, but certainly not anointed as the number one guy there. But yeah, I mean, he was getting carries and run during spring ball. But for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. So Ifonse, because he's a grad transfer, re-enters the portal. And I think a lot of people were speculating 
that he would end up at San Diego State. Because Jimmy Beal, who was Lafonte's running backs coach at Montana State, he's now the new running backs coach at San Diego State. Well, Lafonte does stay in California. He's not going to San Diego State. Instead, he's going to Berkeley. Uh, commits to Cal over the weekend. So uh, Isaiah Fonse into the Pac-12 and uh, reunites with TJ Session, a former Bobcat who's now uh, playing on the offensive line for the Cal Bears. Uh, last news brief, I mentioned it for a second, but uh, Isaiah Kerr into the transfer portal. Uh, he was a highly recruited guy out of Northern California for the Grizzlies. Uh, was on a state championship team uh, his junior year. Was a... Uh, all-metro area player in the San Jose area uh, multiple times in his high school career. I uh, spent last year as a redshirt at Montana, and uh, I, I don't really know what to tell you about this kid because I went to Grizz practice a handful of times last year, Grizz Hoops practice, that is, and he was out sick like the whole time. So I, I don't know if that played a contributing factor into him wanting to leave, but he is into the portal, so we'll see where he reemerges from. Uh, but another piece of attrition out of the Big Sky Conference. I think people uh, that follow Montana probably uh, find this newsworthy. I don't, no one in the Big Sky Conference really knows much about Isaiah Kerr because he didn't play last year. So um, as the portal turns. Newman is now ESPN Radio, the Montana Sports Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. We're talking all things hoops, the Montana Elite Invitational, put on by the Josh Hustis Foundation. The man in charge will join us next. Josh Hustis live on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's always a good weekend when it's a trick daddy kind of weekend. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuance Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Look at this. If you're watching on TV or on the app, um, what a cool gift from a listener. This is a black and white photo of Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, and Ted Williams. Authentic signatures from all three. I mean... I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Thank you just doesn't seem like enough. Pretty cool. Be holding on to that one for sure. We talked uh, all the way around the world of sports. Get you started. How about one of Montana's favorite sons? Giving back to the community in a big way. 
Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Hope you're having a good start to your week. And this time of year, we kind of waffle back and forth during the first hour of the show here each Monday. Uh, all fall long, it's the Montana Football Hour. All winter long, it's the Montana Basketball Hour. Now we're going to go back and forth between football and basketball here uh, in the spring and summer months. We're going to talk some hoops right now. Joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, Josh Eustace. He's a Great Falls, Montana native, played his college basketball at Stanford, and then had a long professional career. Now he's back in Montana uh, giving back to the youth, working as a youth coach there uh, in Bozeman. And he's got an upcoming event coming up, so that's sort of the entry point to this thing. Josh, we haven't talked to you in a little while, man. How you doing? What's going on? Doing great. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, a lot of exciting things going on, like you said, back in Montana here and um, getting back into the community and starting up some basketball training. And like you said, putting on a really cool event later this month for some of the top basketball players in Montana. Well, I remember watching you pretty much my whole life because you were the exact same age as my brother. So I remember watching you guys go against each other. He was a big guy when you were at CMR. But I think you guys even played against each other back in uh, travel ball and all that too. So I uh, had a good time watching you. And then uh, you went on to Stanford and then played professionally. So uh, just take pe- pe- take people through just sort of your whole journey because you were all over the place. You got a chance to travel the entire world uh, over these last 10 or so years. So, I mean, what was the experience like? What were some of your favorite parts? Oh, man, it was unbelievable. Um, I mean, my four years at Stanford were, you know, four of the best years of my life. Great friends, got to play, you know, in one of the best conferences in the country, play great competition, play in the NCAA tournament. You know, was able to have a lot of success there and then, you know, get drafted and spend four years in Oklahoma City playing for the Thunder. was a blast. Um, I, you know, met great people and obviously being able to play in the NBA was was my dream since I was a little kid so to be able to see that fulfilled was unbelievable and to see myself have success there and then I was able to you know play some years in the G League as well as play a year in Germany in the Euro League as well and it was awesome man I got to travel all over the world I got to meet a lot of amazing people play some great basketball and learn a lot and um, it's stuff that you know I think has really changed who I am as a person for better and um, you know, I'm just blessed to be able to come back home and be able to pass on a lot of the stuff that I was able to learn and hopefully help grow the game of basketball in Montana and give back to the state that gave me so much. Montana's had so many great athletes come out of it but it's uh, not necessarily a well-worn path for, for men's basketball players to actually make it to the professional ranks. Part of that's just because the NBA is arguably the hardest professional league of any sport in the world to actually make it into because there's so few players but you know, a lot of guys grow up Dreaming of wanting to play in the NBA, but it never actually comes to fruition. What helped you keep the dream alive? What was the motivating factor that helped you take it all the way to the top and, and then get four seasons there with the Thunder? You know, there were definitely a lot of a lot of hard points in my life where I felt like I wasn't sure if it was going to happen or not. But, you know, honestly, for me, it was just this thought that, um, you know, almost like a, I felt like it was my destiny to do it right and staying motivated that way. And a lot of it was coming from, you know, having this feeling of making Montana proud. In all honesty, a lot of it was I had so many people rooting for me and cheering me on that I wanted to make them proud and not let them down. So that pushed me to work even harder. And then, you know, I've always felt that my job was to go play basketball so that one day I was going to be able to have a platform I could use to make the world a better place and I owed it to myself to see it through and push through so that one day I could do what I'm doing now and come back to Montana and and help people and um, be a role model and be for other people what I wish I had had growing up. Josh Eustace joining us here on Nuanas Now. 
ESPN Radio, statewide television on SWX Montana TV and on the ESPN MT app. That's sort of the entry point here, Josh, is you're now working there in Bozeman and, and coaching uh, some youth basketball. Uh, so just tell us about this upcoming event, though, the Montana Elite Invitational. This sounds pretty cool. I've seen it uh, sort of filtering around uh, social media, but just give people some of the details. Yeah, so what it is, it comes from this thought that I had a few years ago, um, this dream that I had. You know, growing up in Montana, being a basketball player from Montana, I faced certain challenges in getting recruited where Montana is not that place that a lot of colleges come to to look for, for basketball talent, and that makes it difficult for these kids. And then combine that with the rising cost of having to play AAU and go to camps, things like that, it's not necessarily feasible for everybody to have access to all the things necessary to be able to play basketball at the next level. I was extremely blessed to have parents that, you know, were able to afford to send me to these places, but not everyone has that ability or that access. And so my whole idea came to, you know, start my nonprofit, the Josh Eustace Foundation. And through that, we were able to raise money to put on this event at, at Carroll uh, over Memorial Day weekend, where we're bringing in the top freshman, sophomore, and junior college basketball prospects in all of Montana and they're going to be under one roof competing against each other going through skill work and I've invited you know dozens of of colleges to be there in person as well as watch on live stream that you know they're interested in recruiting these kids and I always thought that it's so hard to you know ask the kids to go to these schools why can't I find a way to put all the best players in one place and bring the schools to them right so I, I just wanted to make it a little bit easier on these great athletes from Montana um, to be able to play basketball at the next level because I know how difficult it was for me and how difficult it's been for so many people. I feel like this is a way that is going to, you know, increase Montana's you know, popularity as a basketball hotbed because there are some great basketball players here. We've talked about this on this show so often. I think there's a variety of different factors that contribute to Montana being under-recruited, particularly when it comes to, I think, boys' basketball. Girls' basketball... There's been so many great players, and I think that that's been established now a reputation where I think college coaches kind of know a little bit more. Girls basketball, if you're one of the best players in Montana, you could probably play anywhere. And we've seen a lot of girls come out of Montana and take it to the highest level. But I think on the boys' side, there's a couple things that have gotten into it. One, somewhere along the lines, Montana shifted from a, a basketball state to a football state. Part of that's just because of the success of the Grizz and the Cats and, and how big of a dream that is for some of those kids. I also think so often a lot of boy athletes in Montana, they play multiple sports, and so they don't necessarily have the specialization. But then the third factor is, like you're talking about, it's the exposure. A lot of times they're not playing at these high levels of competition, so coaches, if they come scout them, they're thinking, well, who's this guy really playing against? You know, He's just playing against some Class B guy over here, <laughs> when really the talent is pretty darn good. So, um, I mean, how much do you hope that helps to sort of uh, – influence the recruiting game and sort of getting all these guys and girls too but together to play against elevated competition how much do you think that can help these guys kind of make a name for themselves if they do want to take it to the next level i think it can help immensely i mean to your point one of the things that i struggled with when i was getting recruited out of high school was a lot of colleges they had that question mark next to my my name that said how good is he really right he he plays in Montana. Who knows how good he is? He really. And then there's kids from the smaller schools in Montana who, well, they play in Class C. Like, how good are they really? Right? Like that creates this 
this issue there. And, you know, my thought was if I can get, you know, the best that double A, A, B, and C have to offer and have them compete against each other, then there can be no question anymore, right? You can go, all right, we've seen them compete against the best the state has to offer regardless of class. Like there, there's no more questions here. And then my goal is to, as we increase exposure and colleges start to realize that Montana has talented basketball players to offer is to get rid of that stigma and that reputation that Montana has as lacking basketball players because people from Montana, we know that we're not lacking those athletes. It's just a matter of, you know, putting the rest of the country on notice that the the players are here and they are talented. They work hard. They're good athletes. They're good kids. They just need to be given a chance. Josh Eustace joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I know, I think back to like your guys' Uh, senior class in high school and I mean think about some of the great athletes you played against and most of those guys went on to play different sports right like Brock Osweiler is a D1 basketball player all the way but instead he's gonna go play football at Arizona State he goes and makes a bunch of money in the NFL I mean Matt Miller same thing Matt Miller could have definitely played D1 basketball but uh, it's just interesting uh, to think back on all of that and I I just think it's so cool uh, that you're doing this Uh, where did you come up with this idea I mean what was sort of the inspiration or how did you sort of realize hey I need to make this a reality uh, you know, I think it was just bred from hearing parents come to me and ask, like, how can I help my son or daughter get to the next level? Like, what can we do? Because so many parents are just, you know, for lack of a better word, clueless as to how the process can work and how they can put their children in the best position to be recruited. And, you know, that doesn't even begin to cover whether or not they have the funds to be able to cover it because AAU, I mean, when I was in high school, AAU was there was one weekend of tournaments in Las Vegas and that was it. That was right. the extent of AAU. But nowadays, it's as soon as their basketball season ends, it's, you know, every weekend or every other weekend, these kids have AAU events and that, you know, is straining on families' financial situations and, you know, to through no fault of anybody's, these kids miss out on chances to be able to be noticed by these schools. And I thought to myself as I'm hearing these stories that that's, you know, unfair. And how can I create an environment that will help foster, you know, better opportunities for these kids to be recruited? And that kind of led to my idea of starting my nonprofit as well as putting this event together and what's great about doing it through the nonprofit is because we were able to raise the money this this event is free for these athletes like we are paying for their lodging for their food they're getting gear like there's no registration fee this is you know an equal opportunity thing for these athletes to be able to participate in because I don't think that based off of a family's financial situation or access or opportunity they should be limited in their ability to get their kids to be able to play college basketball well how cool is that i love hearing that and i just think it's such a great opportunity for uh, all these kids the montana elite invitational coming up may 29th it's in helena at carroll college josh Hustis and the josh Hustis foundation putting this thing on what a great idea uh, first inaugural one of these, and hopefully the first of many of these. Uh, not only a great way for these athletes to get their names out there, but also uh, going to be really entertaining too. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here looking at these rosters, man. I'm I, I'm intrigued. I think it'd be awesome to see all these uh, young people in in the same gym. So th- this should be fun. If, if people want to find out more about this, or they want to contribute to this, or you know any, any sort of thing that they may maybe want to uh, connect with you on, how do they do that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can visit the website, which is Um You can also email at, the email is info at joshustisfoundation.com. And just to put it out there, the, so the final day of competitions, so the afternoon of May 29th from about 12 noon to approximately 5 p.m. It's going to be open to the public to buy tickets to come watch these athletes compete against each other. Um, you know, you can head on over to the Josh Hustis Foundation Instagram or Facebook page and see the rosters of who's participating. We've got, you know, like I said, the best athletes in the entire state going head to head. So it's definitely going to be something that everybody's going to want to see. And all the proceeds from the ticket sales go towards the foundation. And we're able to do a lot of great things for Montana youth. So I would love to see, you know, the stands get packed to support these athletes. Go check it out. Josh Houston's Foundation. Houston's is H-U-E-S-T-I-S. Josh Houston's Foundation.com. The uh, M-E-I, Montana Elite Invitational, coming up in Helena, May 29th. Uh, go get some tickets because this is going to be cool. We'll give you a breakdown of all the rosters uh, in a little while here. But, Josh, great catching up, man. And uh, thanks so much for being here. Keep up the good work. I think this is really cool. And, uh, we're happy to play a small part in it, but good to hear from you, man, and uh, good job on this. Hey, I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you for helping me get the word out there. You know, this is important to a lot of Montana youth and athletes, so I, I really appreciate you helping me out with this. JoshHustisFoundation.com You can find more information about the Montana Elite Invitational. Fun catching up with Josh. Certainly one of the best of the best to ever come out of the state of Montana. Uh, in the world of hoops. We'll take a look at who's participating in the MEI. That's the Montana Elite Invitational. Right after this, keep it right here. The Montana Sports Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications, rolls on. It's ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country and you have full access to our full manufacturing shop you can look in the case you don't have to start out designing something you can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience jewelry design center now open in missoula at 2501 brook street across from the montana club jewelry design center your jeweler for life is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Sometimes they let the algorithm just work for you. <laughs> Who knows what that even means for our long-term future, but it is pretty fun on the Spotify. I was listening to some trick daddy on the golf course because, you know, it was 37 degrees and I was wearing a full, like, snow garb <laughs> to golf in May. That's how we roll in Montana. Uh, but we just let the Trick Daddy Radio keep going. Then all of a sudden we're listening to some big timers, and uh, here we are. So today's playlist, courtesy of my golf outing on Saturday. Miles Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. This is the Montana Sports Hour. We've been talking about all sorts of different uh, sports. The news of the day, the Grizzly Cross team lost today down in Round Rock, Texas, uh, this morning, specifically, the Grizz were the four seed in the national tournament, the MCLA Division II national tournament, but they lost 16-14 to 14 to 13th seeded Air Force. Eight teams remain alive. Those teams include top seeded Rhode Island, second seeded Cal State San Marcos, third seeded St. Thomas, 
The Grizz, the four seed, are out. Uh, six seeded Montana State remains alive. Seventh seeded Grand Valley State and uh, ninth seeded Dayton. They all remain alive in the MCLA Division II uh, lacrosse tournament. So we'll keep you apprised of what goes down there. But uh, one and done for the Grizz. Uh, an outstanding season nonetheless. We just heard from Josh Hustis, one of the great basketball players to ever come out of the state of Montana. I, I believe, and uh, if I'm wrong, if you know information, I don't. Text us, 406-888-1029. But I believe there's only been two native Montanans who were drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. I believe it's Wayne Estes from Anaconda, Montana, and Josh Hustis from C, uh, from CMR High School, Great Falls, Montana. I believe those are the only two true first-round picks uh, from Montana. If I'm wrong, 406-888-1029. We'd love to hear from you. But Josh is now back in Montana. He's coaching uh, youth basketball. He's, he's a, a trainer and individual skills coach of sorts. He's also running the Josh Hustis Foundation. The whole point is to help get elevated exposure for uh, native Montanans, and he is hosting the Montana Elite Invitational at the end of the month. It's uh, May 29th in Helena, uh, at Carroll College to be specific. And he's got 50 of the top freshmen, sophomores, and juniors that are collegiate basketball prospects uh, coming in to showcase their ability for scouts and coaches from across the country. Here is uh, just a a few, or most of at least, the... uh, the participants, starting with the boys' teams, Fisher Brown, who is an outstanding player, the leading scorer in Class A from Lewistown uh, on Fergus County uh, High School's Class A state championship team, it will play in the game. Jackson Lieberg, who was uh, one of the top sophomores in the state at Helena High this last year. Uh, Darcy Merchant Jr. out of Billings Central. Easton Sant from Missoula Hellgate. Mason Meyer out of Columbus. Parker Link from Missoula Hellgate. Hudson Letke, who was an All-State selection as a freshman last year at Butte High. Uh, that's impressive. Cooper Titan, Tyson excuse me, uh, of Billings West. Uh, that's one of the teams. The other boys' team features Reese Paulson out of Belt. Tevin Wetzel out of Helena High. Anthony Shack out of Billings Skyview. Zakea Callison-Blake out of Lockwood. Hayden Stephenson out of Columbus. McLean Berkeley out of Billings Senior. Ben Erbacher out of Billings West. Trayson Gilet out of Box Elder. Uh, and then a third boys team includes Aiden Salter out of Billings Central. Kellen Harrison, who was a first-team All-State selection at Bozeman High School last year. Eli Quinn, one of the best players in Class A this last year at Frenchtown High School. Axel Becker out of Stanford. Bram Handren out of Scobie, Cash Keller out of Haver, Bodie Brendan out of Malta, Mason Deathman out of uh, Freud uh, Medicine Lake area, Noah Cummings out of Flathead High School up there uh, in Kalispell. Three girls teams as well. Cadence Couture, Missoula Big Sky, is uh, one of the players in the Montana Elite Invitational. Chloe Larson from Missoula Hellgate, Avery DeCoit from Missoula Big Sky, Tegan Erickson from Seiko, who is uh, getting all sorts of Division One interest. She's famous because she's 
She's the first girl, to my knowledge, that has challenged the no dunking and warm-ups rule at the Class C ranks. There hasn't been a lot of high school girls at Class C that could dunk. She can. So that's been uh, a point of discussion. Will they let her dunk in warm-ups or not? Will they give her a technical or not? Uh, She did get to dunk one time during the Class C tournament in warm-ups, but then didn't another time. So I guess it's all up to the discretion of the coaches, but still a cool story. Uh, Emily McElmurray of Missoula Sentinel. Kennedy Moore. Out of Kalispell Flathead, who led the Bravettes to the Class AA State Championship game this last year. Taylor Harris out of Lockwood. And then Paige Loffing out of Huntley Project. Paige Loffing is somebody I'm really interested in. Uh, Huntley Project was great this last year. Played for the state championship at the Class B ranks. Loffing was unreal. I mean, she she must have averaged 30-plus points at the state tournament. There's all sorts of hype about her. Uh, as the next great one, the next great point guard. And she's playing for an all-time great point guard in Mandy Morales. Mandy Morales, one of the greatest Grizz, Lady Grizz of all time. And Mandy's the the head coach out there uh, at Huntley Project. So Paige Loffing, her protege at the exact moment. Uh, and then the third, uh, actually, excuse me, two more uh, girls teams, Sydney Pierce out of Billings West, who won the, the uh, AA State Championship this year. Jada Davis, who was a top-five scorer in the state last year as a freshman uh, out of Bozeman-Gallatin. Mason Quinn out of Frenchtown, Amaya Jarvis out of Haver, Kylie Conan from Dillon, Annika Sturger from Billings Central, Haley Niebauer out of Chinook, Brooklyn Pierce out of Billings West, and Courtney Grossman out of Billings West. So three uh, Billings West gals on one of these Montana Elite Invitational squads. And then your last girls squad for the MEI, which takes place in Helena, Montana on May 29th. Paige Wasson out of Whitewater, Cameron Ranker out of Billings Central, Peyton Gunlock out of Big Fork, Braden Gunlock out of Big Fork, they are sisters, Haley Fitzgerald out of Dillon, who, by the way, just signed with Carroll College uh, recently, Madison O'Connor out of Baker, Taylor Churick out of Roberts, a young lady who started her career at Billings West, was a track and field champion there at Billings West in multiple events, uh, and then had Roberts undefeated all the way to the state tournament. This last year, uh, Ava Davy out of Big Fork, and that's it. That's your uh, your final roster. So three girls teams, three boys teams for the Montana Elite Invitational, May 29th in Helena, Montana. We'll post links on uh, how to get tickets, but this will be a really really fun event. Fifty of the top basketball players in the state of Montana, all in one arena, and uh, could be more proud of Josh Eustis for putting this on. I think it's really really cool. I think it'll be really, really well-received. More importantly, I think it'll just also be a uh, a great thing for high school uh, basketball prospects in the Treasure State. This is the Montana Sports Hour with a little bit of basketball flair here uh, to wind down the first hour of this Monday show. The Montana Basketball Hour is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, can't say thanks enough to Blackfoot for all the stuff that they are a part of and involved in. They proudly present... Montana Sports Hour. They proudly present the business angle with Justin Angle. They are one of our sponsors for the Nuanas Now podcast. And they're just involved in so many great community events around the state of Montana as well. We couldn't do what we do without Blackfoot. If you want to see how Blackfoot could help you and your small business, visit goblackfoot.com. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. I have no idea what they're going to ask me. That's the best part. NBA playoffs blindside plus a history lesson about a few of the lesser-known inductees into this year's Montana Football Hall of Fame induction class. That's next. Don't change the dial. ESPN Radio.
It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.